Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life this podcast isn't just about sex and sex education however it's about so much more personal growth living a radiant and confident and authentic life radical joy and ex fucking goodness i'm your host erica alsborn and i'm a sexuality teacher and expert sex and birth coach but you can think of me more as your bff who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else I celebrate the vast and diverse human erotic and sexual experience and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I'm a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman and in my work I specialize in female sexuality and I work with women with pussies and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you and even though I'm an expert on this topic I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion not a must so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay hi and welcome again I'm delighted that you're here and now let's dive into today's topic. Okay welcome back to Yes Please. I'm so happy that you're here for today's episode. This is a big topic. It's one that creates a lot of suffering in women and in couples. And it's something that is talked a lot about in mainstream media. But I find that the mainstream media conversation is often too shallow. And it doesn't penetrate the topic deeply enough. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. But it usually just scratches the surface of like... You know, find the clitoris, focus on the clitoris. You need to focus on the clitoris. It's the clitoris. And it's like, yeah, but no, because that's usually not the thing. Women know where the clitoris is. Men know where the clitoris is. And so when there is an orgasm gap or an orgasm unhappiness in a heterosexual relationship, it's not because of the clitoris usually. There are other things that contribute to that orgasm gap. So let's talk about it today because I know many of you will benefit from this and I'm happy to share my perspective. And as always, I don't have all the answers. I have some perspective. I have lots of experience, but I'm not the ultimate authority on this. And I'm just hoping that I can provide, yeah, maybe a broader perspective for you. Clues to your situation, to solving your situation if you experience an orgasm gap or orgasm issues when you're having partnered heterosexual sex. Of course, these tips and these perspectives also apply to same-sex sex, but the orgasm gap looks different for lesbian couples than it does for heterosexual couples, and I don't have the exact statistics. Because I work almost exclusively with heterosexual women, I'm not that updated on the stats and the ins and outs of same-sex couples and specifically when it comes to this 
topic, lesbian couples and orgasm uh, satisfaction or sort of orgasm rates in lesbian couples. But I know that the orgasm gap is less in lesbian couples. So let's talk about this, knowing that I am referring mostly to a heterosexual partnered sexual situation. But again, all of this, of course, applies to any sexual situation, regardless of the gender of the person that you are having sex with or fucking. So there is an orgasm gap between men and women when men and women have sex with each other. We know this. The statistics say it. It's been saying it for a really long time. I've experienced it personally as well uh, from my sexual debut in many, 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 many years (laughs) from that debut. I could not come with a partner. I could come on my own. It was hard. We're not going to go into the details, but I could come on my own. But I could not for the life of me have an orgasm when I was having sex with another person. And that other person was always a man in my younger years. And I felt a lot of shame. I felt a lot of sadness and I thought something was wrong with me and my body and I didn't understand myself and I didn't have the tools or the knowledge to understand it and change it. So that contributed to a lot of sexual dissatisfaction for me for a really long time. And it was something that I never told a single soul about because I was so ashamed. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my friends. And they were all talking about how great sex they were having and how this men made them come and how this person made them come and I was like no one is making me come (laughs) other than myself and I was faking orgasms with men because I just could not bear sort of the shame of not being able to come and being honest about that. It was a mess to say the least. Once I started exploring healing and expanding my own sexuality and learning about sex and developing sexually both personally within my own experience, but also professionally as I was learning about sexuality through an academic and holistic lens because I decided to make this a career path of mine, I understood some of the reasons, some of the underlying reasons that contribute to this orgasm gap and why women have a really hard time sometimes to come with a man. So let's dive into all these points and all these different like perspectives and potential reasons. And again, This is not an exhaustive list. Maybe there are more reasons, but I am hoping that this will inspire you to understand yourself better. And the first step in changing a situation is getting clarity. So maybe this can help you get clarity on where you're stuck, where you're blocked. And then little by little, you can work to untie that knot, unblock that blockage and create the opposite environment or a new environment in which your orgasm can unfold with another person. Because it's wonderful to have sex with another person and to feel confident that you can have an orgasm if that's what you want. I also want to say that orgasm should not, I think, be the only measurement for what a successful and satisfactory sexual experience is. So you can feel very satisfied and have amazing sex in the absence of orgasms. And that is true for me now. Now that I can have orgasms with a partner, I don't always necessarily need it in order to feel fulfilled and full and satiated pleasure-wise, but I probably will say that that feeling or that experience has become more of a reality after I unlocked my partnered orgasmic capacity because I know when you can't have an orgasm with a partner, 
you oftentimes hyper-focus on it and feel like it's always just shit and it's always a failure and it's always a uh, feeling of like being let down or yeah, just feeling like this sucked. So I get it. Okay, let's dive into these different underlying reasons. So the first thing I want to mention is just time. How long are you stimulating yourself? How long are you fucking? How long are you getting dedicated and proper stimulation? So a woman's arousal trajectory looks different than a man's. And we know this. So this is not some make-believe kind of whatever. It's, it's true. You know, a woman takes longer to get turned on physically than a man. So her genitals, the time it takes for them to fully engorge and swell and become aroused, it takes longer than it takes a man to have a like a full erection. And so if the arousal takes longer, you can understand that the orgasm takes longer because you need to be fully aroused oftentimes in order to have an orgasm. So it's not unusual for a woman to require 25, 30, 35 minutes of proper, amazing stimulation of the genitals and also the mind, what we'll get into mental stimulation, in order to have an orgasm. So if you only have sex for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes in total, including foreplay, maybe that's not enough for you. You're not getting enough stimulation. Your body's not physically aroused enough in order to produce the juicy, amazing sensations that lead to an orgasm. So think about that. Do you need more time? Do you need to foreplay more on your own and really turn yourself on? Do you need to acknowledge this with your partner and normalize this and say, hey, love, I just need to be fucked longer (laughs) and remove that sense of like something's wrong with me because I can't come in five minutes. And yes, it's fucking unfair that men can get turned on get an erection, and come in less than five minutes. But hey, life is unfair. (laughs) That's just the reality of the thing. You have other amazing things (laughs) because you're a woman. And the good thing about women's arousal is once you're turned on, you can keep going for hours and 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 hours. And your man's going to wear out and you'll probably need another man to step in and keep fucking you. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. But you know what I mean. So honor the time it takes for you to get turned on, to have that physical arousal, and the time it takes for you to have an orgasm. And don't make that wrong and don't judge yourself or shame yourself for that. The next thing which kind of ties into this is maybe you're not masturbating enough. Maybe you haven't masturbated enough. Maybe you don't know yourself enough. So a lack of masturbation, a lack of sexual solo experience, and a lack of self-knowledge contributes sometimes to orgasm issues with a partner. If you don't know what you like, if you don't know what turns you on, if you don't know what gets you off, then it's going to be hard for you to guide a partner. It's going to be hard for you to have an orgasm. And so there are two different aspects to not being able to have an orgasm with a partner. One is where the woman can't orgasm on her own and can't orgasm with a partner. And then there's the situation when the woman can orgasm on her own, but cannot orgasm with a partner. So two slightly different situations. But for both of these situations, you need to get to know yourself and to understand, especially if you can have an orgasm on your own, that what wires together, fires together. And so inside your body and your nervous system is a lazy machine or sort of like it will always promote autopilot. So if you always lie on your back, hold your breath, tense your legs and orgasm in one particular way, and you can only come in that way, 
going to be really hard for your body to produce an orgasm for you, with you, when you're having sex with a partner, when you're not in that very specific circumstances, right? So maybe you need to masturbate and expand your orgasmic capacity or vocabulary and start to practice having an orgasm in different positions like doggy style or when you're moving or when you're relaxing because otherwise it's going to be hard for you to recreate the circumstances in which you can have an orgasm when you're with a partner. So what wires together fires together and there will be this autopilot kind of highway route to orgasm in your system and so masturbation, self-pleasure, self-knowledge, all of these things can expand your capacity and add more routes to having an orgasm, and that will make it easier for you to have an orgasm with another person. It's the same thing for men, right? If they orgasm through a particular kind of masturbation style or technique or super intense stimulation of the head of the penis, it can be hard for them to come inside a vagina, for example, because they've desensitized or they've created this firing pattern that is very unsimilar to partnered sex. So if you can train your body to come in a situation that looks similar to partnered sex, it's going to be easier for you to then recreate that and have an orgasm when there's another person around. But masturbation, self-pleasure, self-knowledge is really important and to get to know your body. And through that, you can also realize then if you're feeling shame or have negative emotions about your pleasure and there are internal inhibitions to letting go. So that's the next thing. Are you carrying negative emotions and thoughts about your own pleasure, about your body, internal inhibitions that prevent you from letting go and really going for it with another person and sounding and being expressive? Are you forcing yourself to be small in your expression, in your sounding, in your breathing? Are you worried about how you're looking? how you're being perceived, how your fat's jiggling, what your pussy looks like, am I good enough? All of those things will direct your mental focus to the mind and your analyzing or you're stuck in negative emotions rather than being super present with the juicy sensations inside your body that will lead you to having an orgasm. So, so through journaling, through internal reflection and inquiry within yourself, you can identify these things, accept them, meet them with compassion, and little by little practice letting go, right? Letting go of shame, welcoming in positive emotions instead, embodying those positive emotions. Little by little, trying what it would feel like to defy those internal inhibitions and be more expressive and feel more empowered and confident and Again, you can bring this into your self-pleasure practice and self-pleasure in front of a mirror and practice sounding and all of those things so that you can then bring that into your partnered experience and be more present and enjoy yourself more so to make it easier for you to have an orgasm and to really let go of control. And the next thing is, are you selfish enough? We all know that women tend to have really strong tendencies towards being people pleasers. And of course, that shows up in the bedroom as well. And a lot of women that I meet that have orgasm issues are pleasure pleasers, meaning they focus on their partner's pleasure more than on their own. And of course, if you focus more on your partner's pleasure than on your own, your pleasure is going to be 
less, right? You're not going to have as much pleasure or you're always going to feel like you're a few steps behind pleasure-wise and it's going to be hard for you to get to that orgasm. So can you shift the focus to yourself and think, this sex is all about me. This pleasure is all about me. This is for me. Can you focus on your own pleasure and trust that if you are focused in your own pleasure, if you're focusing on feeling great, having the best time, you're gonna be a good lover and your partner is going to take enjoyment in that rather than feeling like you have to focus on them in order to please them. So having sex with another partner and with another person is a dance of between selfishness and an unselfishness, right? But I would recommend that you always focus at least 50% on yourself, inside your body, on your pleasure, on your sensations, even when you're doing something that is solely for your partner, for example, oral sex or a hand job or whatever you're doing. Keep your focus 50% on yourself, on your sensations, inside your body. And when you're receiving stimulation, either from oral sex, like 100% focus on you, or when there's mutual activation like penetration for example or you're touching each other at the same time are you still focusing on yourself and how it feels inside of you chances are you're probably not right so this will require that you start directing your attention and your focus onto yourself into yourself within yourself on your sensations and rewire the feeling that it's selfish to do so or that in order to be a good lover you have to focus a lot on your partner and make sure that he's having a good time. Another common thing is that women have numb vaginas. A lot of women have deactivated or underactivated vaginas and obviously partnered sex these days we all know this there's a penetration norm heterosexual sex is oftentimes very heavily focused on penetration now i think that's good and bad penetration can be absolutely fucking exquisite and is amazing and is beautiful but it's not the only way to have heterosexual sex so there tends to be a little bit too much focus on penetration sometimes but penetration is amazing but in order for you to really, truly, deeply enjoy penetration of your vagina, you need to activate your vagina. You need to connect with it. You need to inhabit it. You need to get to know it. You need to feel like she belongs to you and she's yours and the penetration is for you and for your pleasure and reverse years or decades worth of conditioning where it's been the opposite, that the vagina is an empty hole, an empty cavity. It's for male pleasure. It's not really for you. You don't know your vagina. You've never touched yourself inside. You don't know how to have vaginal orgasms. You don't know the difference between a clitoral orgasm and a vaginal orgasm. And you only touch yourself inside mechanically when you insert a tampon or, you know, many women, most women, unless they've done specific holistic sexual healing and expansion work and self-pleasure work, like yoga for your pussy, like the stuff I teach, most women are completely disconnected from their vaginas and they haven't realized the full potential of their vaginal pleasure and haven't unlocked and really activated their vagina. So that's one of the reasons why you're not having the vaginal pleasure that's available to you 
innately when you're having partnered pleasure and partnered sex. And so you're missing out on a big piece of your pleasure landscape. And if you're having penetration sex and you feel like, well, this doesn't feel so good, I'm not coming, well, then a solution to that is to really, really, really activate your vagina and get to know it. So you can start having vaginal orgasms from penetration, blended orgasm and pleasure from clitoral and vaginal stimulation, G-spot orgasm, cervical orgasms, and really feel like, holy fuck, my vagina is amazing, my vagina is mine, and I know how to work with her and use her to my greatest benefit in partnered sex. So this is all possible for you. I know it because I have experienced it myself, that transformation, and I teach it in my programs, and I've seen my clients go through that transformation too. So activating your vagina. And one way to do that is to get a glass dildo and to start exploring glass dildo, slow vaginal penetration and sex, doing de-armoring of the vaginal canal, and this will all contribute to the health and thriving of your vagina. So check out my podcast episode on glass dildos if this speaks to you. Hey, 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 I am just going to interrupt here real quick and encourage you to download my free embodied and sensual practice series. When you sign up for this practice series, you get five amazing and powerful yet super simple practices that will help you get more embodied and sensual over the course of five weeks. If you do them, I guarantee you, you'll notice a shift in how connected, embodied, and sensual you feel. And this has massive positive ripple effects on your life, on your sexuality, on your pleasure, your relationship. And it can actually be so simple that you just do one to two, five minute practices per week. So if you haven't already, click on the link in the show notes. Sign up for the Embodied and Sensual Practice Series and thank me later. You're welcome. Now, the next thing is a big part, maybe the biggest one actually, and it's usually the one that is most misunderstood or just completely ignored because we don't understand this in like the Western world or sort of in mainstream media, mainstream teachings about sex and orgasm issues. And it's the lack of feeling love, safety, and belonging. So what do I mean with this? In order to let go of control, let go of that mental control in your brain, that switch that says, yes, you can come, or no, you can't can't come, safety is such a massive piece. Safety on a physical level, emotional level, spiritual level, mental level, relational level, sexual level. If there's a lack of safety, your body's going to be in a contracted state and it's not going to allow orgasm to unfold. Safety is so, so, so key. You need to cultivate safety within yourself first and foremost in order for your body to relax, to soften, to surrender and it creates an environment in which pleasure can grow, 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 grow and move inside and unfold or sort of tip over into orgasm. Safety is key. So identify, do I feel safe? Am I safe on a mental level, emotional level, sexual level, physical level, relational level? 
And you can have the most amazing, attentive, wonderful, safe partner, but if you don't perceive sex as safe, if you don't perceive opening up and having an orgasm as safe, then your system is blocking that, right? So it's more about the internal experience within you around safety than your partner providing safety, right? Of course, it's both, but it starts within you. And then in extension of that, of course, looking at, okay, what can my partner do to provide safety? And maybe there are relation stuff in your relationship that needs to be shifted or conversations to be had, et cetera. So safety is such a big piece. Love is also a big one. Do you love your sexuality? Do you love yourself? Do you love your pussy? So we know through modern sexual scientific studies that negative thoughts and negative emotions towards sex, towards your genitals, will impact the pleasure that you experience and hence your ability to have orgasm. So see if you can cultivate love, respect towards yourself, towards your pussy, towards sexuality, and have that be a fuel for your pleasure and also belonging. So if we grow up feeling like if I have sex, I'll be ostracized from my family. If I have sex or if I show my authentic self and express myself and feel free sexually, I'm going to be slut-shamed and I'm going to be judged by my peers or this boy I'm fucking is going to judge me or say bad things about me. There can be a coding inside your body that sex equals losing belonging. And so that contributes to a lack of safety and a lack of love, right? And so you want to rewire that and really look at, okay, sex means actually bonding. Sex means belonging on a deeper level and just identify, do I have an issue in the belonging area? Do I have an issue in the safety area? Do I have an issue in the love area? Look at that. Identify where you feel there's a, a mismatch in, in values or outdated thought patterns or just stubborn belief systems and work on changing that. So it's not uncommon at all that when we create more safety, create more love, create more belonging, orgasm unfolds much more easily. And it wasn't so much about the stimulation, wasn't so much about the clitoris, especially if your experience is that you come really close with your partner and then something is missing and it doesn't go all the way, right? Another thing is mental arousal. So are you present? Are you thinking sexy thoughts or are you thinking about laundry? Are you present inside your body with your sensations or are you somewhere else? Are you judging and resenting your partner for what he's doing or what he's not doing? Are you focusing on him more than on you and yourself and your sensations? And are you mentally aroused? So this is a thing as well that can help. Some people need mental arousal in the form of fantasy and like a kinky kind of screenplay that they can play out and for example, me, I'll have periods where I need and desire more, uh, yeah, like a kinky framework in order to have an orgasm. And I really need to hear my partner say certain things and, you know, express certain kinky things. And sometimes I can rely purely on sensation and stimulation, physical stimulation alone. If you're a kinky person, but you're not acknowledging that and honoring that, Maybe it's the mental arousal that is missing in the orgasm and you need to just embrace that and explore that more and bring in more of that vibe. I also know that some people experience 
a kind of dependency on fantasy and they very much would like to not experience that and be able to come from stimulation alone. But that's a completely different thing and we're not going to dive into that in today's episode. Another thing that can also block your pleasure is a hyper-focus on orgasm. And hey, I get it. I was hyper-focused on orgasm when I couldn't have an orgasm because all I wanted was that fucking orgasm and it was so present with its non-presence, right? But when we hyper-focus on orgasm, we cannot focus on pleasure and sensations and being present and having a good time and you're stuck in your brain, you're stuck in the mental process, and you're not going to have an orgasm in your mental process, not in that part of your mental process. So try, try, try to drop the goal and focus on your sensations. Focus on feeling safe. Focus on creating a new narrative inside your brain that says, I can, I'm allowed, I give myself permission to focus on the sensations. Because it's such a paradox, right? Focusing on orgasm too much makes the orgasm really hard to experience. So you want to have like this overarching destination and goal to have an orgasm. But in the moment, really, really, really focus on the sensations, on the energy, on being present with that. And really following the pleasure, letting the pleasure guide you towards what feels amazing and not hyper-focusing on orgasm. Because that internal pressure creates just the wrong internal environment for pleasure to grow and to move and to transform into an orgasmic state. And lastly, I do want to mention the role of the clitoris. Of course, the clitoris is super important for a woman's orgasmic capacity. So depending on your particular anatomy, how big your clitoris is, where it's located in position to your Uh, vaginal opening and your vaginal canal, the internal structure of your clitoris that we can't see with the eye, but the clitoris is a big internal organ, the internal inner nerve innervation and how all that looks like. There's massive anatomical differences between woman and woman, right? Between different women's anatomy. And so that plays a part in how your body is stimulated through penetration, for example, and which positions will give you the most optimal stimulation of different organs that produce enough pleasure and juicy stimulation that will bring you to orgasm. But the clitoris is a very important pleasure organ for women. You can have orgasms without a clitoris uh, being included, like clitoral involvement, but most women do need some kind of clitoral stimulation, either direct, so fingers or vibrator on the external part of the clitoris, the the part of the clitoris that you can touch with your fingers uh, outside, right? Or indirect stimulation, meaning where the internal structure of the clitoris is stimulated through pressure and internal stimulation through penetration, for example. Not all orgasms are clitoral orgasms. If you've heard someone say that, in my opinion, I I will say that's incorrect. We have different orgasmic nerve pathways in the female body. So not all orgasms are clitoral, but the clitoris will make it easier for you to come. And then you can build up a capacity to have orgasms from vaginal stimulation only, from cervical stimulation only, anal, G-spot, etc., But of course, for most women, it is important to focus on clitoral stimulation and normalizing that and bringing that into your partnered play 
and giving yourself enough time and that selfish environment where you're like, hey, babe, I need to stimulate my clitoris now. Stay inside of me or slow down. And, you know, really direct your partner. That's also another thing. In order to get the pleasure you need, you need to be guiding your partner and telling them what you want and what you need. Tell them to stop. Tell them to slow down. Give them direction and tell them why. If you do this, it makes me feel like this. If you do this, it produces this kind of sensation. That's super hot, actually, to a man, to see his woman being really empowered and autonomous and uh, guiding, right? Men love guidance, so tell them what to do and they'll do it, right? So the clitoris is important and that you get enough of that stimulation that you need that feels good. But then there are all of these other things that I've also mentioned that are oftentimes not talked about enough. And there's, like I said in the beginning, too much emphasis on the clitoris. And you can touch the clitoris indefinitely. Like you can grab a vibrator and put it on the highest intensity and almost like burn off your clitoris during sex. But if you're not present, if you're not feeling safe, if you feel shame about your pleasure in front of another person, you're not going to have an orgasm right? Even if you're getting that clitoral stimulation, vibrator stimulation. So emotions, thoughts, and that inner environment usually trumps stimulation in terms of blocking orgasm. So I hope this was insightful and gave you food for thought and perspectives that will help you understand why you're not coming or why you're coming. And if you want to come in different ways, how you could go about that. I really recommend you to practice receiving pleasure. If you have a hard time coming with a partner, but you can come on your own, practice really receiving pleasure. Set a timer for 20 minutes and tell your partner to just give you pleasure and really, really practice just receiving pleasure. There's a practice called orgasmic meditation. You can look up on YouTube. There's been some crazy drama and conflict and some bad stuff happening in the orgasmic meditation community, but you can disregard that. If you practice the orgasmic meditation practice with a partner that you trust, it's a very, very, very beneficial practice and method to learn to feel safe, to feel like you are deserving and worthy of receiving pleasure, and it will expand your capacity to be present in yourself, with yourself, and decondition that pleaser part of you so that you can really, really, really enjoy pleasure and unlock amazing orgasmic capacity inside your body with yourself while receiving pleasure and stimulation from another partner and another person is present. Another thing that you can do is give yourself an orgasm when your partner is next to you. So you bring your partner into your orgasmic space and and then sort of merge the two worlds together. So some tips from your sex coach. Good luck. Again, hope this was helpful and that it added perspective and understanding to your experience. And yeah, good luck on your orgasmic journey and specifically on your partnered orgasmic journey. Thank you for being here and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a 
rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.